The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The human mind, body, emotions, and spirit are more powerful than anyone can imagine, and we can learn to use them in new and powerful ways to create the life we've always dreamed of. On our program today, with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon, we'll address who you are, how to come to know what you believe and why, how to accept and love yourself, and how you can make changes that help you create the empowered, happy, successful life you want. Now, here's your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome to the Self-Improvement Show. We're broadcasting from Fountain Hills, Arizona, and I'm absolutely delighted to have you with us. Whether you're listening to the live show or whether you're listening to a download later, you're always welcome to the Self-Improvement Show. Today's show is brought to you by Slim Roast Coffee by Valentis. It's a remarkable weight loss product and an absolutely remarkable business opportunity. I am now down 36 pounds and putting money in the bank. For more, if you want to know more, go to the self-improvement blog. Click on that uh, little sleeve of Slim Roast Coffee in the sidebar and you'll get more information. While you're there, read the bios of today's guests and watch the video uh, about the book in the right sidebar. We're going to be talking about addiction today. Addiction is among the most pervasive and urgent problems of our time. Excessive alcohol consumption alone is known to kill about 88,000 people in the United States each year, and it probably is higher than that now because the study that I'm citing was released in 2006 by the CDC and the Lewin Company. The cost of excessive alcohol consumption in the United States reached 2235 billion in 2006. That's about $1.90 a drink. 72% of the cost resulted largely from losses in workplace productivity. 11% were health care expenses for problems caused by excessive drinking, and 9% were law enforcement and other criminal justice expenses and motor vehicle crash costs from impaired driving. This does not include the number of wrecked lives and broken families and excessive expenses from the many other forms of addiction. Alcoholism is just one of them. The most far-reaching program to help people cope with addiction of all kinds is the 12-step program. Alcoholics Anonymous, Narcotics Anonymous, Overeaters Anonymous, you know the thing, Gamblers Anonymous, and so on. Their success rate is around 5%. So what happens to the other 90%, 95% of those who seek treatment for their addictions and fail? Today we're going to talk about a new approach to the 12 steps that does work. 
We have two guests with us today whose collaboration resulted in the book, Addiction is the Symptom, Heal the Cause and Prevent Relapse with 12 Steps That Really Work. Dr. Rosemary Ellsworth-Brown graduated from Smith College as an Ada Comstock Scholar in 1989 and completed her doctorate in counseling psychology at Union Institute in 1993. Her academic research focused on relapse, in particular on why AA and its 12-step offshoots proved ineffective for the majority of their members. Dr. Brown's research has been not only academic and professional in nature, but also personal. She attended her first AA meeting in 1968, stayed sober for a year, and then experienced a tragic two-year relapse. She returned to the program determined to understand and solve the problem of relapse and devoted the rest of her professional life and much of her personal life to doing so. And I think, you know, everybody who has a problem should say thanks to her for all of the work she's done. Laura McKay is a former journalist. She's been writing and editing professionally since 1990, and I think you'll see how she's mastered her craft when you read this book. It is my absolute pleasure to introduce and to welcome, <coughs> excuse me, Dr. Rosemary Brown and, and Laura McKay. Welcome, ladies, to Self-Improvement Show. Thank you, Irene. I am Thanks, so delighted Irene. to have you. This is such a... Uh, an important, important topic that affects so many of us, those who don't have an addiction to a certain thing. I mean, it still has such an impact on all our lives. But my beginning question is always, tell us about yourself. Dr. Brown, we're going to start with you. Tell us about yourself. Who is Dr. Rosemary Brown? Well, it's hard for me, uh, Irene, to separate who I am with what I do. Um but I am someone who loves to read and write, but I don't do arithmetic very well. Oh, <laughs> welcome to the club. Same here. <laughs> you hear Laura laugh. She knows. <laughs> and uh, my life began when I learned how to read. Uh, my daughter asked me one time when she was a teenager, she said, Mom, why do you always sound like a book? And I said to her, probably because I read so much. Um, but I love to read. I, I love movies. Um, but most of all, I love to learn. And for the last oh, for over 40 years now, I've been very interested in what it means to heal oneself and uh, how relapse could be prevented. And when I started... It was very different from the way I finished, so I'm so looking forward to our interview with you and so appreciate your interest, Irene. Oh, thank you. And now, Laura, it's your turn. Tell us about Laura McKay. <laughs> oh, let's see. I guess I, too, have a little trouble separating who I am from, from what I do. I've been. We um... all do. We all do. <laughs> yeah. I started writing as a very small child with a book called The Little Ducky. <laughs> Um, never made it in, into publication, but um, that was my start as a writer. Um, as you said when you read my bio, I have been writing pro- professionally since about 1990. I started as a, a small-town news journalist, um, went on to 
copy editing for a major magazine. Um, uh, now, one of the main things I do is copywriting for for marketing. I I work with a um, as a principal in a, a communications firm, and um, I was <laughs> when when Rosemary called me after finding me on the internet um, about helping her with her her book to bring her work to the public. Um, it really hit me just right because um, I grew up with two alcoholic parents. Um, there's a lot of addiction in my family, and um, it seemed like the project itself, too, would bring together um, all the work I'd been doing for years, the journalism, the the writing, the editing, the marketing even, um, not to mention these p- deep personal con- concerns about a addiction, and little did I know how much the work w- would apply to me, um, as, as I'm sure we'll, we'll talk about as, as the hour g- goes on. Um, this work really is for everyone because addictive behavior ha- really covers such a broad spectrum of um, difficulties, and um, I did the work myself, and um, it's definitely powerful stuff, changing my, my life, and um, here I am. And we need to hear about that work. But let's start out so we're all on the same page. Dr. Brown, how do you define addiction? Uh, addiction, I define as any person, place, thing, s- substance, or situation we think we cannot live without. Uh, when I first started, I thought of addiction um as only drug addiction or substance addiction in terms of food. All we have to do is look at obesity now, and, of course, that is another the result of addiction, a food addiction or substance addiction. But as my work progressed, I came to see that it was a much broader spectrum than the narrow one I began with. And what happened was I, I realized that every people ask me now, well, what, who is an addict? And I say, look in the mirror. Because the first addiction, <clears throat> excuse me, the first addiction is an addiction to control. That's something that we all experience. And from that first addiction comes emotional dependency. And that is something that we all suffer from in one way or another. And I came finally to see that the work I was doing was really for everyone because everyone suffers from fear, everyone suffers from emotional dependency, and then tries to manipulate and control other people and circumstances to their own end. And the pain that comes from the result of that, because it it can't work for very long, is enormous. So I'm thrilled thrilled that you wanted, you're interested in this, because it's really about an issue of control as um, the original addiction. So um, I'm so pleased to have an opportunity to let people know that um, a person with an addiction is everybody. You know, it might be exercise. It could be work. For instance, the family of the workaholic suffers the same as the, falco- the family of the heroin addict. The difference is one is acceptable and promoted and the other is not. But the lack of self-worth 
is experienced by the family, whatever addiction um, the person might be running. But please go ahead. I, I could go on forever, Irene. You know this. <laughs> I, I was thinking we need about four hours because we could stay right here. And, and dissect know, this and so get much so right here, much. But, but I know the time is short, unfortunately. The time is short. Yes. What it, do you it, mean? It, it Either be. one of you can answer this, I know. What do you mean when you say addiction is the symptom? We've always looked at it as the problem. Well, it's um, 12 step programs are symptom management or oriented. In other words, there's, uh, it's alcohol or it's narcotics or it's weight. So these are the symptoms of the disease. And relapse occurs because once you address one symptom, for example, take smoking. Uh, people, when they stop smoking, they gain weight. So they turn to food when they stop smoking to satisfy the inner craving, which I, I see as an inner craving for a spiritual life. Uh, let me just inject here when Carl Jung had a brief con- uh, correspondence with Bill W., who uh, was one of the founders of AA. He said in a letter to Bill, he said that he saw alcoholism as man's thirst for God. And when I was doing my work, I also did it on um, obesity. And what I found, I, I saw clearly that that the hunger that people have might very well be described, as Jung described, um, a spiritual thirst is a hunger for a spiritual life or something that is life-giving, which, unfortunately, we do not have much of it today. Yeah. But to get back, other word, and what I'm saying is that I, I, I love Alcoholics Anonymous for what it does, but... Because it is symptom-oriented, relapse is bound to occur one way or another. Those who stop drinking will go to sugar. They'll, they'll go to sweets, and then they'll go to exercise. In relationships, it's, the same, it's all the same symptom substitution, so no healing could occur. But the work that I did, the research that I've done, has been on the cause of addiction the fear, control, and manipulation that are at the core cause of the original addiction of control. And on that note, it's time. It's time for us to take a break. When we come back, we're going to look at this in a little more depth. So stay tuned. We'll be back with more of the Self-Improvement Show. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. When you think of inspiring women, who comes to mind? Is it a visionary like Oprah Winfrey? Political or legal figures like Hillary Clinton or Sonia Sotomayor? Or how about entrepreneurial business leaders like Meg Whitman? No matter whom you might be thinking of, make sure to add one more to that list. Deanne DeMarco. She's the host of Today's Inspiring Women. Each week, Deanne turns you on to the next rising star in business and leadership and what their successes and challenges have been. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to The Self-Improvement Show. Today we're talking to Dr. Rosemary Brown and Laura McKay about addictions of all kinds. And just before the break, Dr. Brown was talking about the complex of fear, control, and manipulation that uh, are at the root of addiction. And I want to continue with that discussion by asking Dr. Brown, where do we get this fear, control, and manipulation? Certainly we aren't born with it. So what happens to us? What happens on uh, try to be very brief about this, but what I found to be true is what, what we call love in our culture is not really love for the most part. It's fear, control, and manipulation. And where that comes from is our parenting system, with, which I refer to as animal training for humankind. What this means is that the training is fear-based. The objective is obedience and through the control and manipulation of rewards and punishments. And one result of this is emotional dependency. And from the emotional dependency comes the first, the original addiction of control. And from that comes every other symptom. And so until the cause is dealt with, in other words, the emotional history that accumulates within oneself as we live. This is the only, the only format we have for living. And so what this means for anyone listening is that anytime they're afraid or anytime they're trying to control and manipulate a person, a situation, a substance, they are already in addictive behavior. Therefore, they will reach for alcohol. They'll reach for a prescription drug. They'll reach for food. They'll reach for a new relationship or work or sex or any number of uh, symptoms. But what the work is about, and Laura can describe this beautifully because she has done it, uh, what that does is help people understand that Underneath all of the conditioning they have, the education that they have been subjected to, they're perfectly fine. There's absolutely nothing wrong. So I hope that clarifies. Oh, I love that statement. There's nothing wrong. You're, ab- you know, you're. We were, ma- we were born perfect. You know? No and, question, and yeah. we can still reach that if we. This is why it's so wonderful that the work really does work. Yeah, the work it really works. is effective for everyone. 
Let's let Laura tell us about a little bit about the program because she experienced it. And, and as you go, <coughs> can you tell us a little bit about how it's different from the traditional step, 12-step program? Laura, you're on. Let's, sure, let's talk sure. about that. Um, well, this was something that um, as Dr. Brown and I were writing the book and revisiting her, her work, we realized we needed to make very, very clear about how, how is this different from the tr- traditional 12 steps. And um, one of the more important ways is that um, this process, which we've been calling the, the Brown Method, assumes that healing is possible. You know, in the program, um, the saying is you're, you'll always be in recovery, you you are always an, an alcoholic, and um, but this labeling of the problem as chronic doesn't mean that it can't be healed. Only that no one has figured out how how to do it, um, and you're certainly not setting yourself up very well for healing if you don't even believe it's possible. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So Dr. Brown believes it is possible um, because she's identified the cause, and then you you can tackle it. Um, Another big difference, as as um, Rosemary was just saying a moment ago, it her process focuses on cause rather than symptom. Very important. Um, and another interesting manifestation of the extent to which the program focuses on symptom is the fact that there are new step groups sprouting up all the time. You know, um, one of the latest is Internet and Tech Addiction Anonymous. You know, uh, it's always something else, um, but they're really all the same thing, and we don't need a different step group for, for every one of these things. You just um, need, what would you call it, just ad- addiction anonymous? <laughs> I guess, uh, yeah. Um, also, very important, um, her process eliminates trial and error, Um in Dr. Brown's experience, another reason for this high rate of relapse in the um, in the program is that people do the steps by personal interpretation or by how their sponsor did it or, or someone else did it, um, as if there could be an infinite number of ways to fix the same problem. Um, and this is particularly true in, in step four, which a lot of people... Um, tend to have difficulty with. That's the um, moral inventory. And um, so the the heart of uh, Dr. Brown's process really is this step four. Um, It's called the four-step algorithm. It's a a very um, precise set of simple instructions for for doing this work that that really gets at that underlying emotional... dependency and the control issues um, in a focused way. Um, let's see, another way is that her process focus very, focuses very much on empowerment, not powerlessness. Um, most Many people are f- familiar with step one. In now, I have a question about that. Yeah. Because you still say that you're powerless, only you're powerless over life instead of alcohol or whatever the addiction mm-hmm. is. Well, I see in the book that you you really bring them to empowerment. 
Is there a time when they say, hey, I'm powerful, I can do this, I can heal, I can be, you know, whatever, normal, whatever normal is? Uh, you know, do, do they come to that point of feeling powerful? Yes. No question. <laughs> no question, Irene. The thing is that they, they realize that the only control, the only appropriate, the only practical control they can have is self-control. When they are no longer dependent on other people, places, things, and, and substances, then they are independent rather than outer dependent. And their, their perceptions are clearer. They, they have dealt with their past. And I think it, it should also be, also be noted here that it's not just 12-step programs. I mean, addictionologists and addiction therapists abound in our country, in the world. But the point of the matter is they're still dealing with symptom management, too. It's not just 12-step programs. Addiction has always been about symptom control. And as we've said before, what that always results in is relapse. And so what the work, what the book is about, the, the material in the book is about preventing relapse. And the fourth step in particular, but all the steps, uh, the steps that are modified as they are, what they, um, uh, they're going towards independence and self-control. Instead of trying to control other people, instead looking at yourself as being in control of your own business. It's a, in a way, it's learning to mind your own business instead of other people's. Oh, I love yeah, that. And, yeah, and that is um, actually much more powerful than it sounds by, by doing this work and looking at the ways in which, you know, seeing in just high relief the ways in which you've been trying to control everything around you and responding to um, even other people's thoughts that you've imagined that, that they have, you once you stop doing that, suddenly you have you see what the power that you do have, and you've been missing that the whole time because you've been so focused on controlling and manipulating everything outside of you, and suddenly it's all right to, back with you. It seems to me that you would have transferred your um, your your neediness to somebody else in your AA group or the leader of the AA group, you're still dependent on somebody in the in the in the traditional program. Well, yeah, that, are, that, yes, that does happen. You would, that. You, should, you would as you would be dependent on a therapist or something like that. This is about problem solving, Irene. In the back of the book, it shows you how to solve your own problems after you've done the work. How to solve your own problems when they come up. Uh, because I believe that problems are not meant to be talked about incessantly. Problems are meant to be accepted or solved, or I tell my clients it's best they forget about them if they're not willing to do their options they have open to them to change themselves. It's better for them to forget about this problem and, and really turn to something they have uh, they can do something about. I think that the more we talk about problems, the more embedded they become, the more they become magnified. And it's good for a short time, short time, but not for very long. It's that people were told as from childhood that good friends listen. And I believe that good friends may listen to someone else's problem once, maybe twice, and then they need to say if they care about their friend, what are you going to do about it? 
I, because yeah, I totally agree. You're a woman after my own heart. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about how we get out of this uh, endless cycle because, you know, we're, we're, we're taught, we're, we're given this control, this whole control thing and manipulation thing in childhood. We get it at home, we get it in school, we get it then when we start a job. How do we get out of it? By doing the work. Yeah, uh, yeah. What what the process does is the process, oh, go ahead, Laura. Yes. Um, in a very detailed and systematic way, you go through um, many many experiences that you've had in your life. Um, it's kind. Of, it's quite exhaustive, really. And then you you filter it all those experience through this lens of fear, control, and m- manipulation. And um, it brings to consciousness in a, a way that is impossible to ignore um, the fact that you've been living your life based on this complex, which isn't wasn't never meant to be part of you. Um, and it's it's quite eye opening, and you are able to cast off a lot of that behavior right away, really, because it's it's almost like installing a, a whole new mindset. We're putting in a new program, and on that note, we're going to go to break. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Dr. Rosemary Brown and Laura McKay, saying stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more. We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. Every one of us confronts challenges that rock our world to the core, making us confused and disoriented, not knowing which way is up. On The Mother Rising, host Margaret Jacobson will nourish that spark that enlivens. You will be both empowered and inspired to create the changes leading you on your path to your own true freedom. Discover your worth and what you are capable of. Tune into The Mother Rising every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. When is the last time you saw sparkles of life in your day? Each day holds a treasure, the extra in the ordinary. It is too easy to miss them because they're familiar and we take them for granted. If you want to add sparkle to your day, listen to Mighty Gems, spotlighting everyday jewels with Dee Lee. She offers a new way to view the world and to discover your own Mighty Gems in daily life. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog 
at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. Today we're talking about addiction with Dr. Rosemary Brown and Laura McKay. Uh, And they are the authors of Addiction is the Symptom. We've been talking about the the 12-step program that Dr. Brown has beautifully, uh, I guess, evolved would be the word I want to use. Yeah, right. But one of the one of the steps that I think we need to look at because it seems to be so key is this step four, and you call it an algorithm. For those of us who don't deal in such words as algorithms. What does that mean and what does that step give us and then lead us into what happens to bring about healing? How how do you see healing from addiction? Whoever wants it. Um, Irene, I think it's important to to look at at what, as you say, what is learned by doing this process. I think any of your listeners, uh, and it was not that many years ago that I realized this, that any time I blame somebody else for the way I feel, all I'm doing is is not directing the, the question where it belongs. In other words, I am responsible for my own feelings. And what it teaches, one of the things that it, the work teaches you is that uh, really to mind your own business in the sense of understanding your life is your business and other people's lives are theirs. And my granddaughter has a wonderful expression. She says, with other people, she doesn't become involved because she says, it's not my circus and it's not my monkeys. <laughs> I love it. I do too. And a friend of mine says, if it doesn't have my name on it, I don't pick it up. And so it's the realization that you have more than enough to do, as maybe you heard as I did in my childhood, you have more than enough to do if you clean your own, if you keep your own doorstep clean. So it gives you a sense of independence, a sense of knowing that you are responsible for your response to whatever life brings. And your happiness or your hell depends on your response. The other, the, for, for example, nobody ever lets you down, Irene, unless you're leaning on them. But we are always prone to blame other people if they don't do what they promise they'll do. What it teaches you, too, is to meet your own needs and not expect somebody else to. Uh, part of the learning process is learning that our honesty is direct ratio, in direct ratio to how much we want from another person. Uh, oh, say that again. That's great. And it's true. It's, it's very true. We can't afford to be honest because as children, we couldn't be honest with our parents and get our needs met. And this is our framework for every relationship we have with ourselves and others and substances throughout our lives. Um, so this is, this is, uh, and most important, it's learning what the meaning of love is. What is called love in our culture is a, is far, a far cry from the reality of it. Love is a gift. In other words, if I give something, something to someone and I expect anything back, even a thank you, it's let's make a deal. It's not a gift. It's a bribe. It's, an ex, it's a possible expectation 
that if I give you this, then you'll give me that. And that's what love is called. And it's learning for the very first time how to live instead of how to survive. It, it causes a qualitative leap in consciousness. And I don't know how it can be achieved in any other way. You know, I spent a good part of my life trying to find an answer. And I did. And the amazing thing was I found it for everybody, not just for a few people. So I hope that is helpful, and, and Laura can, can certainly explain more to you about the process. Go ahead, honey. <laughs> well, let's, let, let's see. Where should I start? Um, <laughs> I've, since the beginning, I've, I've been interested in trying to help people, um, give people something to hold on to in terms of how does this work, partly because when you read about it, it seems almost too simple. You know, how could something so simple work so well? And um, in the book, we describe it as a classic uh, catharsis, the removal of a complex. But um, after, it was actually after we finished the book that I started thinking about some, some more. And, um, you know, scientists are showing us now that our um, memories are very malleable. And when we, every time we take a memory out, um, it goes back in, in a different pathway. And it can be changed very easily for better or worse. You know, it's a real problem um, in the the justice system, for example, with people not remembering what, what happened during a crime. But um, so through this process, what, what you're doing, I, I feel, is you, you're taking out all these memories of uh, resentments, um, um, trauma, disappointments of, of, of a lifetime, and uh, you put them back in, filtered through this lens of, of the work, and you just changed your whole mind. You just changed your whole history. And it looks a lot different when you have ceased to, you know, you put it through a filter and you're not blaming yourself anymore. You're not blaming people around you anymore for the things that, that happened. And um, it's quite a burden is, is lifted from, from, from doing that. And it's quite a simple recipe. Um, that's the word that we were looking for earlier. And an algorithm is, is just a recipe. And by following this, this recipe, you, you sort of install a new mind. And that burden of the past that drives so many of us to addictive behavior, whether it's chemical dependency or food or shopping addiction or other kinds of acting out or self-harm or even harm to, to, to others, um, that the pain of that burden is greatly relieved. Um, and so, so the craving for something to fill it doesn't have to be there. Is that what you're saying? No, you're already, you realize you're already full. But what you're, you're full. full of is all the okay. goodness that you came in with because you've gotten rid of the majority of the negative conditioning that you were trained in from the, your first breath. And what it means practically is that for the very first time or the second time in your life, you have a present tense and a future because you've dealt with the past to a very great degree. 
and, and, and to the extent that, that, and that means that all the energy you've been expending trying to manage and control everything outside of yourself, you can now use that energy, which is magnificent, to to reach the potential, the 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 great purpose you had when you were born, because you can now direct it. You know what you want. You know what you don't want. You know how to lead your life. You know you have a spiritual foundation. And by that, I, I think of spirit as, I want to be clear, it's not religious. It's spiritual. And I define spirit as whatever is life-giving. So you now have a life-giving foundation instead of a fight-or-flight uh, control manipulation system that you didn't that you always had and didn't know you had it. So it's very exciting, Irene. Yes. And it Can, really changes your relationships with everyone around you too. That that's one reason why this work is not just for people with, with chemical addiction. In fact it would be excellent for people who have family members who have chemical addiction or other overt uh, addictions because it helps you um, deeply understand this um, very very deep and basic behavioral complex that most of us are participating in. And once you see that in yourself, you can see it in others, and you see that um, everyone really is doing the best that, that they can and that you can forgive yourself, you can forgive others. Um, a great... Um, specific example would be my own personal life, I, I think, with the shift that happened for me with my alcoholic parents. Actually, just from reading and becoming more f- familiar with the concepts in the book before I even did the, the, the actual work, I, I came to, I'd been carrying around a, a kind of a burden of, of guilt and so forth for, for many years. And through understanding Dr. Brown's work, I, I realized that, um, you know, I, I really understood my parents better, and I really realized it wasn't about me, and that it wasn't my responsibility, and um, I just had this, my relationship with them, per se, didn't change, but my relationship with them in my head really changed. Which is where the action is. Let me ask you this. Can people come to some of these realizations by reading the book, or do they need to be in a, a, a group that works, does your work? You know, where can people find help? Well, well, my experience is, as I was just saying, you can definitely get a lot out of just reading the book, but the real power is in doing the step work itself. And um, it's not you. You don't have to be in the program or read the big book or any of that to to do this work. Some some people do um, do the work when they're in the program. But Dr. Brown recommends in in the book that's that it be done with a professional therapist. How can they? How can people find a therapist that understands this approach? I guess this algorithm, if you will. Oh, it's very, very simple. What, what you need is a therapist who is receptive, first of all, to a new idea of doing therapy. In the book itself, the directions are very precise. 
if the if the directions in the book are, I mean, the role of therapist is radically changed. Ordinarily, when you go to a therapist, you ask for a recommendation from friends, so on, because the relationship with your therapist is so very important. Here, the relationship is between the therapist and the work and the client and the work. In other words, the therapist is a facilitator to assist the client to go through the work. And all that needs to be done, Irene, is they both have to be willing to put their control issues aside long enough to do the process, to do the recipe as it is set out in the book. It's so simple. And, um, you know, it's... it's um, does that answer your question? To some extent, we're going to go to break, and when we come back, we're going to be sure we know how people can get help. This is Irene Conlon saying stay tuned. We're going to be back with more. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. It's time to access your magic. Tune in each week to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with your host, Glenice Hughes. Our topics cover finances, personal health, business, relationships, mediumship, and so much more. If you want to access all that is possible in your life, listen to Glenice and her expert guests who've turned the impossible into the possible. Living in the Magic of Possibilities is heard live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to The Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon. We've been talking about addiction and specifically the book, Addiction is the Symptom. Uh, And we've been talking to Dr. Rosemary Brown and Laura McKay, who are the authors of this book based on Dr. Brown's extensive work on preventing relapse. I I would like to ask you to, to start this very last segment with telling our listeners how they can find you how they can find the book, and anything you want to tell them about how to get the most out of the book. Go ahead, Laura. Okay. Um, Well, as Dr. Brown was was just saying, um, 
what you need to do is find a therapist who is willing to try something new. Um, this is a new way of, of working for, for therapists, and certainly some will be resistant to it, but we know there are therapists out there who really want to help and have been and, and are um, frustrated with the how difficult it is to for people to change. You know, this this is a way to change. Um, we all talk about change. Um, change is not a dirty word, <laughs> right? Uh, but it, it it can be very hard. And but this process works at such a deep level that um, change is uh, almost impossible to avoid. I would say. Um, so in the book, we've actually, um, again, the entire process is outlined in detail for both therapist and client to, to, to follow. And we also have a chapter with some advice on, uh, what to look for in a therapist, how to find one. Um, we don't yet have a, a, a list of, um, experienced therapists for people to go to. People should be watching our, our website as we um Okay, how do they find your website? It. There it we is, go. How do we Yeah, that's addiction is the symptom dot com. Yep. Um we've got how can they find you or Dr. Rosemary if they if they really have something that's a, a burning question, is there a way they can reach either one of you? Yep, they they can contact us right through the website. We have a contact form there. Um and we'll answer you as fast as we can. And how do they get the book? The book is available at our website um, and in all the usual places as well. We have both uh, print and um, various e- e-book formats, Kindle and so forth. Um, and it can be ordered at uh, Barnes & Noble, at Amazon. Yeah, all the places. And let me tell and you, the this website in book, particular. This book is so easy to read. You don't talk down to anybody, but it's easy to read. You don't use a lot of just technical jargon that would get in the way. It feels very loving. Uh, It's a a good read, and it's an incredibly insightful and helpful read. I, I totally recommend it. I would have gotten a book review on the blog, but I just simply ran out of time. Things are kind of going in double time right I now. Mean, oh, thank there's you, there's thank one, you. one thing that's very important in terms of the book. This is the first, I look at, on it as a seminal text for healing addictive behavior. It's the first book that deals totally or with cause as well as symptom. And it should be remembered that the treatment industry, including traditional therapists who work with addiction, um, relapse is big business. And oh, yes. And this is the first time that anyone has come up with an answer to prevent relapse. So Let it's important to know that the value of it. So, you, you need to find a friend or maybe take on another project. How do we teach parents to parent without all of the control, the manipulation, and the fear? How how do we get past this whole cycle? Because we all seem to have a knack for it when we're raising children. 
We all do. We all do. And this is an opportunity. I'm looking forward to the next book, which will be preventing addictive behavior, because this will interrupt uh, it and, and certainly change family life all the way around and the world eventually, I hope. But it's about prevention, and people will learn enough from reading the text to know that it's necessary. Yeah, oh, anyone who is necessary, considering it's becoming a parent should do this work. I mean, it, because, you know, people talk about bringing their baggage in, into parenthood. This is a way to uh, stop the cycle. Absolutely. To get rid of the baggage so that your children will have a chance. Yes. One of the questions, you know, one of the things that has kind of haunted me is the the. the relationship men and sons have um, you know, sons who always want dad to approve to love them and they can never ever get it and in your book it seemed to me that this is just the strongest form of control is withholding love and withholding approval and of course the, the wonderful thing is Irene, is that when you have self-approval, when you learn the meaning of love as defined in the book, you don't need somebody else's approval in your home Exactly. But we've crippled a lot of little boys this way. Yeah, but there's no time like now to change that. And for every person that does the work, I believe the world has changed. The world that they know and the world is enlarged. So... It's, um, it's all right there. And, and Laura has said, well, the people will have questions. And, and I say to her, when they have questions, just tell them to read the book. And if they still have questions, to please do the work. Because it was, this work was done for each and every one who, who reads it or, or who is angry or feels helpless or hopeless or fearful. Or powerless. Powerless. Always. Powerless. Always that. Yes. Yeah, it is. It, one of the ways in which it's so life-changing is that, you know, I was talking about how you install this, this new consciousness, and to the, and yes, you do unburden yourself of, of so much, and to the extent that that behavior still lingers and problems still linger, when they come up, you just see it so clearly, Um the behavior you're engaging in, usually in your thoughts, at least in my experience, in my thoughts before I I ever act on it, say, oh, there it is, and you know exactly what's going on. And because of that, you now have a choice to not do it or not think it and not feel it. One of the things that we talk about all the time on this show is self-awareness, how important self-awareness is. We're right up at the end of the show. Dr. Rosemary, I'm going to ask you to answer the last question. And that last question is always, what's the thought you'd like to leave with our listeners today? Um, The book was a labor of love. It covered many years of my life. And and, uh, as it turned out, I did it for everyone, not just for a few. And I, I wish everyone well. You asked me in the beginning how I defined addiction. And the simple way to say it is an addict, a person who is addicted is someone who has lost choice. Anyone who does the work will 
for the first time have choice about everything they think and what they do and their life in general. Thank you, Irene, for having, having us with you today. I am so delighted to have had you because what you have done is given us a new gift of freedom. I think everybody who reads the book will understand what that means when they get through it. Uh, I'm so delighted that we could bring this to as many people as possible. Um, The book again, um, tell me the name. Give us the name of your book. (laughs) Addiction is a Symptom. And the website is addiction-is-the-symptom.com. <laughs> Fantastic. This is Irene Conlon saying thank you for being with us today. And come again next week for more of the Self-Improvement Show. Thank you again for joining Dr. Irene Conlon for the Self-Improvement Show. Please listen again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember that improvement out there starts in here.